Welcome to the Move the Stairs podcast by the Denver-based public relations strategist at MNC Communications. We help clients from the CBD industry to nonprofits and beyond tackle their toughest communications challenges and protect their brand using our state-of-the-art tools and strategies. I'm president and founder, Diane Mulligan. For us, public relations is all about brand protection. We are experts in growing active communities, deflecting negative public relations, and building trust to help our clients stand head and shoulders above competitors. I'm Vice President Sarah Beatty. We're all former journalists. We've been in front of the camera and behind the scenes. We call our experience insider media relations, helping clients turn crisis communications and media relations challenges into opportunities that bolster the bottom line. And I'm PR manager Jordan Sherman. At MNC, we craft distinctive and effective solutions for your communications challenges. We call it our Move the Stairs philosophy. On this podcast, we share our best ideas for brand protection, crisis communications, media relations, and more. Let's get right to it. This week's Move the Stairs podcast. Today, we're continuing our February theme of building relationships and your CBD brand protection PR. We're talking to CBD business owners uh, with that and asking that age-old question, Who's most Im- who is most important? My mouth is not working today. We'll try that again. Who is most important? <laughs> your employees or your customers? And by the end of this episode, you'll learn with just a few steps how to increase your relationship with both. So like we always do, it's going to be broken down into three mini conversations. So the first few minutes here, we're going to talk about why building your relationships with your employees is actually the first key to building your relationships with customers. So we may have an answer here. What came first, the chicken or the egg, right? Then you're going to find out why it's so important to build and nurture your customer relationships. And then finally, we will deep dive into filling and refilling your trust bottle so that when things change, whether there's a calamity or a crisis, you are going to have brand protection and a little bit of goodwill stored up so that people aren't always going to necessarily jump down your throat. There's going to be a little bit of a leeway there, right, Sarah? Looking for the leeway, man. Uh, and it, we guys, if you are joining us live, we want you to jump into this conversation. And here's a little conversation starter for you. Do you sometimes feel like there is so little time in your day uh, to make both yes. employees? <laughs> <laughs> yes, is the answer. Everybody out there going, yes, yes, yes. To make both your employees and your customers a priority. You pay your employees, right? Isn't that enough? Well, perhaps not. Of course, you've got to focus on building your customer base. So how are you ever going to find the time to build a relationship with your employees as well? If you have thoughts, comments, questions, uh, other than yes, 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 (laughs) um, or chime in with that too, Uh, drop them in the comments section. And if you're joining us later, post those questions and comments and we'll uh, talk about it in next week's chat. You know, there's also a free downloadable one sheet with every episode, but I'm not going to tell you what it is until we get into this. So make sure to grab that one sheet on our website once you know what it is. You like that, Tease? Um, At the Move the Stairs blog for this episode. Remember, that's on movethestairs.com. 
Let's get started. All right, Jordan. All right. So who is more important, your customer or your employees? And we always dig into the data here at MNC for our Friday conversations. And we're going to turn to the Harvard Business Review for an article they published. This was back in April of 2019. So relatively recent data here. And they suggest there's a strong statistical link between employee well-being reported on Glassdoor and customer satisfaction. And this is amongst some of the biggest brands out there in the world today. Think about that. If your employees are happy, your customers are happy, especially if your employees customer facing, right? It's a no brainer. I mean, how many times have you gotten a lousy customer service and it's clear the employee what, you know, just wasn't happy and whether that's going through the drive-through or in a more, you know, face-to-face uh, -face sense in the checkout line at, you know, your your retail store. So let's think about what happens when that customer gets lousy service. They might give you another chance, right? But if if it's a disgruntled employee, if they quit or they're fired, what do you think that's going to do to your reputation, especially if they put you on blast, either on Google, Facebook, Glassdoor, or any other places that they could do so, it's going to hurt your reputation. And finally, this last little bit here is Society of Human Resource Managers. They estimate it costs an average of six to nine months salary to recruit and train a new employee. That is a lot of dough. That is a lot of money. So here's some steps. What can you do to increase your employee retention, which is really one of the main challenges that every business owner faces? From a brand protection PR perspective, which is how we look at absolutely all the challenges that, that we face with our clients, step number one, you guys are not going to be shocked if you have watched a <laughs> podcast, listened to a podcast or watched a Move the Stairs before, it is consistent communication. It, you know, go back to the four C's doc if, uh, if you haven't gotten that drilled into your head because you'll get the four C's of communication. Step two is involving your employees in solving problems and, big and, giving them public credit. So that one is huge. You know, there's, I, I don't know of very many employees who wouldn't be tickled pink to have the boss, the owner, the manager, the supervisor say, so-and-so really solved this big problem for us. We are so grateful. Look at this fantastic solution. He, she deserves all the credit in the world. You know what? Costs nothing. And think of the goodwill you earn with your employee. Step three, if your company is facing an issue, a crisis, uh, consider the employees' questions, all of the employees' questions about job security and personal security first. Think about why here. If your employees say there's a big, massive snowstorm and nobody can get to work, um, are your employees going to get paid? If they're hourly, they're really concerned about their paycheck. If there was some tragic, upsetting situation, how long is the business going to get closed? Going to be closed? And is, are they going to have uh, health care? Uh, are they going to have a paycheck while the business is, is closed? So solve their questions first about job security and personal security first. And then step four, make sure that your employees know from you 
what's happening before you hold a news conference. It is a bad look to go out and inform the public at large, the media, whoever else might be involved in a really significant crisis issue before you talk to your employees. Imagine what that looks like when they're mad about it and the reporter says, hey, why are you upset? And you've got an employee going, yibber yap, yibber yap. You know, we didn't hear about this first. Not a good look. So those are the four steps from a brand protection PR perspective for communicating with your employees. And let me give you an example, um, because employee communication, um, especially on that number four, talking to them before you talk to the media, it says to them, you matter. You are the priority. Not getting it out, our public image, all that is not the priority. You are the priority. And whether it's a contentious situation or a crisis, the fact that if your employees believe that you have their best interests at heart, then they're going to reciprocate that and go the extra mile for you. And I have learned that through years and years of management and coming into situations where employees were not treated well and having to turn that around. So let's look at an example. Um, We work with a number of grocery chains and and they have their union contracts that come up every so many years. Um, And these, you know, these negotiations can get pretty contentious. And you see a lot of stuff on the media and the two sides are going back and forth. Tempers flare, egos get involved and, and these talks can go on for months. So think about what your employees are thinking during those months. They don't know where this is going to go. You know, not are they only asking, what will my pay and benefits look like? They're concerned or sometimes looking forward to a strike because they've already made up their mind. The more that you can provide the four C's, the clear, compassionate, really important one, consistent and conversational messaging to them, the more you're going to make a difference because an informed employee is it whether they go, whether they're happy with what the situation is or they're not. The fact that you took the time to inform them takes the heat, takes that concern, takes the angst in many cases out of something that's that's an ongoing tense situation, like a contract negotiation. So that's a, a really good example of making sure your employees are in the know. I realize you can't tell them everything all the time. The fact of the matter is the more transparent you can be with them and the more you say, this is why I'm doing something um, when I was in news, I remembered I wanted to go halftime, and this is years and years ago before going halftime was a thing. Um, and I wanted to do a job share with a reporter who also had young children. And I was just told, no, that wasn't possible. I'm like, well, why the heck isn't it possible? We, we're both willing to do this, and um, it seems to me that you'd save money. And you know, I'm thinking of all the reasons why it would work. Literally 15 years later, when I was a news director, I learned about something called headcount, which is a corporate thing. You're only allotted so many uh, full-time employees. The reason why that employer before couldn't do that was because it would have added another headcount. And so the, the point was, had I understood that, whether I agreed with it or not, whether I thought it was stupid or not, it doesn't make any difference. I then would have understood it instead of thinking, well, you just just don't want to do this. This is just you just don't. It's something new, or is it a uh, you know a male female thing? What what the heck is this? 
And when I really understood what it was, it made all the difference in the world. It was such a great learning for me for, because from that time on, if I told somebody no, I told them why. And the telling them why says, I care about you. I want you to understand this. I get you may not agree with it. That's not part of the conversation. The conversation is that I care enough to take the time to tell you why. All right, you guys, it is your turn in the comments section. We want you to tell us about a time when you faced a situation where you needed to communicate first to your employees so that they felt valued and stayed with you during a difficult time. If you've got some great examples, we would love to hear those examples. And I guess we get to give away what the uh, downloadable one sheet is <laughs> for our episode. This one's near and dear to my heart because I use it every day. It's our content calendar organizer. So with this, you're going to be able to find some actual strategies to help you consistently connect on topics that matter, not only to your employees, but also your customers on social media. And you're going to find that downloadable once we publish this blog live on movethestairs.com. So speaking of which, Diane, what does it mean to move the stairs? You know, move the stairs means look at whatever life gives you and make the most out of it. And most people whine. If only this, if only that. Oh, if I had this, it would be so much better. Forget all that. You get what you get. You don't throw a fit. I learned that from my kid's kindergarten teacher. I love that line. Anyway, but the key is focus in on what is going on and say, what can I do? What unique creative idea can I come up with? And if you really focus, if you're really intentional about this, it's amazing how much this has made a difference for us in looking at situations and giving the edge both to ourselves as well as to our clients. So whatever you get from life, make the most of it. Lemons to lemonade. You know how that goes. I like lemonade. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> All Not right. today. It's too cold Not today. It is so stinking cold. Oh my gosh, you guys. Here we all are in our sweaters. It's so freezing. Um, so now we've got a better understanding of why employees are number one or should be number one in your communications. Um, but you know, customers aren't number two, you know, they're sort of one A. Um so we use a term, and I think I used it last week, concentric circles of communication. So you know how you throw a pebble in the pond and those circles, you know, in the water are really, really close together at first, and then they get wider and wider as they go out. So, you know, a little bit more time. So right after you are talking to your employees, you need to be talking to your customers. So when you're talking to your employees and your customers, just understand that, you know, it can cost five times more to attract a new customer than to nurture an existing customer. That's, that's again, a lot of money. And this is according to a 2018 article in Forbes that also cites, and get this, turn up your headphones, increasing <laughs> customer retention rates by 5% increases profits by a lot, 25 on the low end to 95% on the high end. Wow. So this That's is according astounding. to research done by Frederick uh, Reicheld of Bain and Company. So that's some pretty useful information there, Sarah. Right. So we know that there is the financial element, but customer retention leads to customer loyalty. And this is a term that we talk about all the time. Customer loyalty, when you're facing a challenge, an issue, a crisis, 
in your business or in your industry can make all the difference between customers fleeing, running away from you as fast as possible, and customers who will give you that little benefit of the doubt and say, well, tell me more about how you're handling this situation before I make a decision. I'd like to hear your side of the story. And that's what we, when we use the term filling the trust bucket or filling the trust bottle, right? You, It's like a deposit in a bank. You have made these deposits with your customers. They know you. They're going to give you that extra little bit of time to explain what's going on, what's happening, and what you are doing to make a difficult or crisis or issue situation better. And hopefully they're going to give you the benefit of the doubt and stick with you and your company. So those are the loyal fans, the loyal customers that you want to develop. And those are a really basic building block, the key to brand protection PR. You know, we've talked before about our dear friends down at Rocky Ford Growers Association who, who you know, grow the amazing Rocky Ford cantaloupe and how they woke up one morning um, to find out that uh, some cantaloupe with, with a name of Rocky Ford um, had actually killed more than 30 people and had sickened hundreds around the country. And they were horrified because for 125 years, they'd never had a problem. Um, and what they did was, while the investigations were going on, they started working with uh, Colorado State University to come up with best practices. And but what they hadn't done before this was they had never done any outreach to their customers because they're farmers and it's 125 years and shouldn't that be enough? The answer was no, it's, it's not enough. You've got to do this. Turns out they had nothing to do with this listeria outbreak, this deadly listeria outbreak. And so we were brought in to rebuild that brand. And what they truly learned was that not only do you have to work like heck to get your brand back after something like that happens, which could easily happen in the CBD industry with all the different people that are out there and all the different research that's coming in, but that you also have to already have some, some bill, some deposit in that bank. You have to have filled that trust bottle in some way and that you have to keep going. So we've been working with them now for nine years and reinforcing how amazing they are, what they do, um, how seriously they take safety. The same thing is true for your business, that it's so important when you're building that customer loyalty, it's not just about how good your product is. It's about having a real relationship with those customers and talking about how much you care about them and how much you wanna educate them and keep them up to date on the latest in CBD. All those are filling that trust bottle so that when something does come down the pipe, that's negative. They're going to come to you and say, give us the scoop on what's going on because you have credibility. And that's what this is all about. So we want you to chime into the conversation here. You know, tell us about a time when you faced an issue, uh, whether it was minor or larger, but you had a customer stand by you. You dipped into that trust bucket and they came through. Or maybe they left for a short while, but came back. If you have an anecdote like that, a success story of your trust bucket, if you will, we'd love to hear it. Be sure to post that into the comment section. And Sarah, take us home here. Topic three. 
Well, absolutely. Now, first, really quick, I want to look ahead to next week. Um, do you guys know it's Valentine's Day this weekend? <laughs> Jordan my does. Knows. I can tell you that my husband definitely knows. Uh, if I knows. don't so or I didn't, I wouldn't be here next Friday. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Valentine's Day is about relationships, and that's why we are talking about relationships all throughout February. Now, next week, so we've talked about building relationships with your customers, with your employees. Uh, next week, we are going to talk about building relationships with the media. And that is one that I think a lot of people struggle with and they think, I just don't even know how to do it. And I send this stuff out and you know, I send them these great stories about my business or my new product or whatever, and nobody ever wants to talk about it. Well, you know, you kind of got it a little bit backwards there, and we're going to go into that next week and give you some some really great details. If you have any questions about that, um, please feel free to post them, and we'll work those into next week next week's conversation. I'm so cold, I can't even talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just want to add to that for a minute. I was um, worked with a news director this week who had. Um, a PR person that he happened to be mentoring and he didn't know a lot about PR and he asked me if I would jump on the call. And I talked to her so much about building relationships with the media, how important that is that, that they're as important as any customer or client you have. And I watched his face as I was saying it because I don't think many news people get that people do care, especially right now. And so you have a great opportunity there to uh, to really build those relationships and make a difference in what you're pitching and become a thought leader and all that. So I really hope you join us next week because I think it's going to be an amazing discussion. Okay, so now we know why we need to prioritize our employee relationships, which will flow right into building our customer relationships, which is one of the keys to CBD brand protection. So, Jordan, what do we need to do? Well, I think looking at this and just outlining five ways you can do it to work on those relationships. And one, it's something you have heard us beat this drum over and over and over again. And that's consistently communicating with your employees. You know, this could start with something as easy as, I don't know, a closed employee group on Facebook or maybe another platform like WhatsApp. You could post a video from leadership once a week, you know, uh, trying to rile up the troops and keep morale high. I got to tell you, when I was in news and we got donuts on Fridays, whoo, morale went through the roof. Okay. Uh, food, I, Jordan, <laughs> you don't know how much money I spent on food when I was a news director to keep things going. You bet. I totally yeah. believe it. Um, just make sure that video you post isn't of you eating food because that might do the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these um, donuts are great. Too bad for you weekend people. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you could have a contest. Think about how fun contests are to get engagement from employee. Really what you want to do with this group um, is make that sense of camaraderie so that people who work for you and work with you, they have fun and they look forward to going to work and, you know, utilizing social media, especially with, uh, a lot of us working from home is a great way to, you know, keep people together um, and not necessarily, you know, brushing your hands and or inviting people into the office if they're not feeling comfortable. And if you can spend at least an hour a week developing content and, you know, if you check into that free downloadable, um, come up with some buckets, as we call it. And really quick buckets are just 
different topic areas that you may assign to a day or a monthly theme that involves um, those buckets. It's a really good way to make sure that you're consistently engaging um, with your employees throughout that social media group. Um, one thing I think is really important too is talking to your employees first before you talk to the media when a crisis happens to occur. Um, nobody likes to learn things from Twitter. Uh, unless you're a news journalist and then you love Twitter. But if something were to happen at your business, um, you know, and your employees learn something from Facebook or Twitter, it's just kind of demoralizing. It's like, um, you know, when you when you find out your best friend or you think your best friend is engaged and you see it on Facebook before they call and tell you and you're like, what the heck, man? Come on. <laughs> oh, that sounds personal. I don't know. <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't. Trust me. Um, I, but I, I just think about, you know, what would be something that would deeply offend me akin to that? And that's, you know, oftentimes you work with these people five days a week, whether it's virtual or in person. So you develop that relationship and you expect to be in the know when something happens. And I, I think that's really important. Um, number three, proactively answer your employees when pressing questions during an issue or crisis. What do they want to know about when they can come back to work? Is it safe? Are they going to have a job? And what's going to happen to them in the meantime? We had a client, um, of course, during the COVID-19 shutdown, and they were very proactive at making sure that all of their employees had the resources available to them so that they could have these questions answered before um, they couldn't go to work. And that's really important in engaging these people and building your brand so that you ultimately are a place where people want to come and work. So we mentioned I, the four C's. Go ahead, please jump oh, in. Oh, I just wanted to point out that client had um, what is open 24-7, 365. Mm -hmm. So this is a, an instance where I think a social media group does really great things because you can't talk to employees if you can't see them. And they're working overnights, they're working weekends, you know, making sure that you um, include all of the employees who work for your company, even if you don't see them. I think that's one of the main things um, about Facebook groups and making sure to communicate with them um, first during a crisis. That's what you can use that outreach group to do. Exactly. It's multifaceted, really. And, you know, it, make sure that you know, through your consistent conversation on there, using that free downloadable content map, you've already built a community. So people are going to go there looking to see what your response is. If something does happen, um, that may be their go-to source of information. It's important to hear it from you first. So use the four C's. Um, consistently communicate, build, nurture your relationships, uh, relationships not only on um, social media with your um excuse me, employees, I can talk to, right? But also your customers, you know, you can email, call them, um, fill the trust bottle, as we like to call it, in the event that you do have an issue or crisis. And then finally, use uh, yourself and use your platform to become a thought leader in your industry. And what does this mean? Um, this means that you're the go-to person for information in the CBD industry. So you want to use this by building your credibility and taking the time to actually share your knowledge and educate your customers on the latest CBD information. There is just so much <laughs> that is changing. You have different regulations at the federal level and state level and local levels. It's really important to make sure that your client base and your employees 
all know what's going on. And that credibility is going to go a really long way when it comes to increasing loyalty within your customer base and mitigating any negative effects of that issue or a crisis um, if that should happen to occur or something like we talked about the Rocky Ford has nothing to do with you, but your name happens to be pulled into it, you'll have some of that trust bucket, that trust bottle that you can fall back on. So we're going back and forth between the trust bucket and the trust bottle. The reason for that is that we're starting to think of this as more of a texture bottle than a trust bucket. So that's why you're hearing us go back and forth between trust bottle and trust bucket, because we're getting used to it as well. We think it's kind of fun. So I just want to go over this real quick. One, consistently communicate with your employees. Two, talk to your employees first before you talk to the media. Three, proactively answer those questions that you know your employees are going to have where they're concerned about job security or personal safety. Four, use those four C's, right? Clear, consistent, compassionate, and uh, Sarah, help Conversational. me. Conversational. Conversational, thank you. And then five, become a CBD thought leader. So um, I think that this is really important. So Sarah, now take us home. <laughs> all right. I'm so glad that, you know, we're all working at home. And um, thankfully, the car alarm that was going off right outside my window was has just you? quit. That was me. Yeah, I had the car horn communicating all sorts of things. So to recap what we have talked about today on Move the Stairs, we have talked about why building your relationship with your employees first is the key to developing a great relationship with your customers. We have talked about why it is absolutely worth the time to build and nurture your customer relationships and fill up that trust bottle. And finally, we gave you five tips, count them, five tips to fill that trust bottle so that when an event, a big change, a calamity, good heavens, a crisis hits you, you have developed a reservoir of brand protection PR to be able to draw from in your trust bottle that you have built up over time. So thank you so much for joining us for this week's Move the Stairs episode. You know, we're here to help you protect your CBD uh, business brand with brand protection PR. And I really hope that if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us because we're really easy to get to. We're on all the social channels as well as email and on the website. So we look forward to hearing from you. And if you like what you hear, be sure to rate and review the podcast. And if you have any feedback, feel free to send us an email or drop us a line on Facebook. Take care, everybody.